What's up, everybody? This is Josiah with Josiah's Voice. Welcome back. Um, we're here for another awesome episode talking to my creator friends about their passions, what they're working on, how they're getting through uh, not only the pandemic, but at this point, 2020 in general, and uh, what keeps them going. Um, this has been a really exciting uh, experiment for me with season two because I'm really new to doing solo podcasting and I'm kind of relearning podcasting in general. But this has been a really, this has been a really fun hobby, uh, an extension of writing, creativity, something that didn't feel like it's got a lot of pressure on it. And on some level, it feels like I'm kind of growing exponentially, not necessarily listener-wise, although thank you all for listening and for attacking me and on social media. Guys, I really appreciate it. And I try to save those in the highlights. I actually mean just personally, actually, and creatively, as far as like, um, when I was first thinking about this podcast, I wasn't sure, I might've mentioned this before, I wasn't sure that I wanted to do one-on-one -on -one interviews. I was crazy intimidated by them. I'd rather listen to them than do the work to set it up and get with people. I'm like, would you like to be on my podcast? You know, and all of that. Um, but I don't know, something happened toward the tail end of uh, season one. I didn't really know it was season one at that time. And now we're here uh, just chatting with people. So enough about me. Uh, today, we're talking to Kat Watkins. I said that right, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I used to live someplace near Watkins Park. And I was like, but is that her name? I know it's a W. So, you know. You got um, it. You got it. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm here with uh, Kat Watkins. Um, met her on Instagram uh, as well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these guys I, I met through Instagram, which is really, really cool. And she's here to talk about uh, creativity, Instagram, and definitely her journey with STEM. Because yes. this, this woman loves science. It's one of her top passions. That's what she's in school for right now. And science seems to just touch every aspect of her life. And she makes it really, really fun. So we're here to talk about that. So guys meet Kat. Hello, hello, and hello. First, let me say thank you, Joe, for having me on your show. I am so excited. I'm so honored that you even considered me. And for all those listening, this guy is amazing. I am just so happy to talk about these things that we'll be talking about today with creativity, research and development, and science. And I just can't wait to hear these questions. Yes, thank you, Kat. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, I can't remember who I met you through because that's the magic of making friends, right? right. Um, I it, it could be Lang, that's my guess, or or Kim. I met most of my people through Lang and through Kim. By the time this episode comes out, guys, hopefully you would have heard uh, Lang's episode actually. But um, what? do you do you think you think that's because you're good friends with both of you them? You know. I am. It, it has to be one of them. Yeah. Because for a while, I don't know how I stumbled upon writers Instagram because I'm not necessarily a writer, but you guys just inspire. You used to have like these meetups and you, you would go live and you guys would do these writing sprints and I would just be there happy just to see what you were doing. And um, so it, it has to be either Lang or Kim 
I don't remember. It was so long ago, but um, I'm so happy that it did happen because it just it opened up a whole new world for me. Yeah, I'm glad it did as well. Um, because you just seem to just you're just so outgoing and gregarious and just love just sharing with people and meeting different people. Like you said, you're not necessarily a writer, but you seem to be able to yeah. be friends, you know, with, with anybody. I think that's a, a great quality. Um, how are you doing in quarantine right now? How's it going so far? It's where I guess we're five, six months in. Right. It's, it's amazing that that much time has gone by. I got to say, I am doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful in that I am so grateful. I have a house. My kid passed kindergarten. My sister hey. got into college. All hey. of my bills are paid. You know, hey. I, I got <laughs> Like, you know, I got toilet paper. Thank you, Lord. So um, <laughs> I got to say I'm wonderful in that regard. But I must also in the same, in the same sentence say it's hard. I'm homeschooling a six-year-old rock star. Uh, my sister was hit by a car two years ago, and she still has doctor's appointments and physical therapy. She's not back at 100% yet. And then how do you entertain a kid who's used to being around 20 other kids? How do you continue going to school and continue going to work? All of a sudden, all three of us are in the living room at the same time doing all of our normal daily things. How do you transition your home to an office? How do you... How do you make a, a your home a school? All of those things. So I got to say, I am wonderful, but yes, it has been difficult. Yeah. What have, have what's something you've learned about yourself so far? It could be something you're like, mm, we're gonna have to scrub that out soon. Not today, but we're we're gonna work on that. Or it could be something super awesome like yes, I've, I've needed to develop this quality for a while. I would have preferred not to do it in the Rona, but Rona got it done. So here we are. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, it probably is the same thing. So like one thing I had to get rid of, we kind of just used to do our own thing. Everybody kind of used to hang around. Okay. And then that did not work. That did not work. That did not work. Routines. Okay. Everybody had a routine. I had this little six-year-old uh, like a clock I mean he woke up and was on autopilot like you have tutoring I got I reached out to all the virtual help I could find um so I gotta say definitely knowing people talking to my neighbors talking to people on Instagram and it also helped to share what was going on because mm -hmm. even though you may feel singular you're never alone so having Instagram to even share like my struggle or my win for the day has always been a, such a therapeutic outlet yeah, it's really fun to watch you on on stories. Um, in fact, I was thinking about this the other day, getting uh -huh. ready for this episode. I was like, what did yeah. Kat do before Instagram stories? Because that's new. Isn't that only been around maybe two or three years? Right. You know, because yes. it used, because it was yes. Snapchat. And I wondered that. Yeah. I could never get with the snaps. I tried it. Yeah. I tried so hard, but I, yeah, it never I it never really clicked for me. Um, but I will say before stories, stories was just made for me. I feel like yeah. stories is where I shot. Like, yes. I love stories. But I really was on the feed. And that was okay. back before Instagram became, um, what Instagram. is it? it? It's not chronological now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they changed the algorithm so many mm -hmm. times. But that was back when it was chronological. So I kind of met talk to engage with the same people at the same time every day and had this awesome 
a little powwow going on before stories came out. Yeah, cool. Because it's just, I don't, I don't know what it what it is, but you're just cat. Just really loves. I've said it already, but just hanging out with people and just showing everyone everything that she's I doing. Do. Like just today, <laughs> you're like you're with you're with Bay, <laughs> and yes, he's, I was he's, with Bay. He's cooking. <laughs> And Kat's Bay videos are hilarious because she's always messing with him. She's always up to something. And in this one, she's not, because I'm, I'm always looking for that side eye from him now. His yes, back could be turned. He, he gives me the side eye. You all that's listening, he gives me the side eye like a hundred times a day. I'm just minding my business. And here he comes looking at me with the sideways eye and he's listening he happens to be in the room with me and he's giving me the eye right now <laughs> i'm just like i always i always i'm like brother i got you in prayer man we love cat but I, I got you i got you in prayer we deal with her virtually but i can only imagine yes. what it's like to be dealing with her rambunctious self we we got you bro we we got you we we pulling for y'all but just just your little conversations <laughs> With uh, with him, uh, with the new new being, yeah. with your son, with your sister, you guys pranking each yeah. other all the time, and it's just fun all to just time. watch you guys uh, be enjoying enjoying life. Uh, really, you're not yeah. necessarily trying to be anything. Nothing gets anyone who's who's got a project, who's got a brand, who's got you yeah. Know. But um, yeah. it just seems joyfulness and and laughter is just. If you had a brand, that that would be it. Uh, if you ask me. Oh, um, thank you. You're welcome. What um, it, as a segue into STEM, ju- just getting mm-hmm. ready to, um, what inspired you to just be online, to just be on Instagram and just be sharing with people, and then what made you think, you know, it's STEM and engineering and science and technology that's my thing right there. And I just, people need, people need to know what I'm doing. People need to know what, where did that come from? Gosh, I, that is such, that's a loaded question, Joe. Let me see how I can, um, take your time. Let me see if I can wrap this up with some mess. Um, so what inspired me to be online and share so much? Cause I do, I do. I really, I try to be as open and honest and vulnerable. I mean, uh, some of those that have been with me since marriage, the divorce, the birth of my child, going back to school, dropping out of school, going back to school again. um, I think think it really was my desire for connection, right? So um, social media had this beautiful way of turning the world into a neighborhood all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting recipes from somebody in Australia. Um, I'm yeah. getting books from somebody in New Zealand. I'm getting recommendations for tea from somebody in California. Like, and these people have become my friends. Like, Joe, you're, you're, I would consider you a friend and I've never so met you in person. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that's an amazing, wonderful mm-hmm. thing that as distant as technology can make us, that certain aspects of it has really brought us together, those that want to anyway. So I think what really got me online was just that desire for connection. I love people. I love learning about people and not just what's your job. I want to know like, 
you know, did your grandmama beat you with a shoe <laughs> or a switch? Right. Or, you know, I want to know the awkward things, like what is lesbian relationships like? Like mm-hmm. all of that. Like, and um, I think, I think that is why I strive to just be normal, be me. Like, this is me. I failed a test. I bought a car. I broke my foot. I didn't mm-hmm. brush my teeth those normal things because I'm a human being and we're all human. I want, I want to know your human experience. So as far as STEM, I've always loved to blow things up. I know that sounds scary, but I had this professor in Africa. Oh my goodness, Mr. Mokachan. And for some reason, I don't know what possessed him, be it an angel or a demon. They gave me the keys to the chemical closet. Now, keep in mind, in Africa, the regulations are not strict whatsoever when it comes to chemicals, not like it is here. So that means we had everything. And oh, Uh -oh. when I learned about combustion, all we did, I was like, we're blowing stuff up. As soon as the teachers went home, we would go in, we would make (laughs) sugar bombs. We would take sodium and throw it into toilets. We would do all these crazy (laughs) things terrible dangerous things that i don't recommend anyone that's listening try but it really made me be like wow you can with the right knowledge you can do so much so i've always really wanted to be i didn't know what i wanted to be i just wanted to blow things up (laughs) breaking bad with (laughs) cat yes yes i can i can flick the wrist (laughs) that's cool i i'm trying to think did i know that you studied in Africa? I feel like I did. What what country? I feel like you posted about that recently too. Maybe Again. in Botswana. I grew up in Botswana, yeah, South Africa. That's it, Botswana. Yeah. Yep, yep. It, okay. That is awesome. How how long did you study there for? Botswana. Gosh, I was there from when I was like 10 to 16, so like six or seven years. 10 to six, okay. 10 to 16, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did, okay, you did talk about this. I feel like, yeah. Probably is, I meant to do it once upon a time. So that was your safe to say uh science was your favorite subject then for sure. All the oh, way yes. through. All, all the way, the way through. All the way. Since he gave me those keys, those keys mm. were physical and metaphorical. Like it unlocked something. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So for people who don't know, what does STEM stand for? Uh science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And mathematics. There we go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that one. Ooh, I mean, the other ones intimidate me. Lang and I were talking about math on that episode. And bruh, I'm just so glad that we made it through. Okay, so wait. You got <laughs> to help me. So okay. I feel like I have a disconnect, right? Okay. What, the, you just said intimidate. What is it that you feel is intimidating? What part? Is it the people? Is it the subject matter? What part is it's the subject matter, specifically math, science, mm. yeah, science, technology, engineering, any other branch of physics, any other branch doesn't sound as intimidating. I think because like, like this episode already feels like magic school bus for me, right? <laughs> that was my jam growing up. And yes. just so cat is our Miss Frizzle. And it's like the, it. so it's so it feels science feels exploratory, 
Mm-hmm. Math, I believe my mature self is like, math can be exploratory. <laughs> you just have to, you have to approach it right. And it's just, it's different. It's not bad. It's just different. Because I tell you, Kat, when, in college, when I, when I, when my um, tutoring game switched up, Mm-hmm. And I started identifying the correct formulas with the correct mm-hmm. problems. And you could, I was getting B's and A's when I never A's. thought I could. When, when something locked in me, then I was like, oh, <laughs> it's just different. It's not like, you know, when we went down to the creek and got cultures right. and, and, and we're baking and we're learning about, you know, it's, yeah. but, it's, but it's just different. Yeah. Okay. That was what was intimidating. So- it was different. I, I guess I can see that it's, um, whereas the other feels, I guess they're easier to touch. Mm-hmm. You can, you can see something, yeah. you yeah. can, you can, you know, you could be kinesthetic with it. You can yeah. make a thing right. where math is very abstract and theoretical. Okay. 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 I get it. I get it. You Thank get, you. I appreciate yeah. that. No problem. I get it. Um, <laughs> And I guess it's appropriate. I don't know if you can see it, but I'm wearing my spy versus spy shirt. Oh my goodness. I see it. I see it. Speaking of explosions. Target. Target. Blow up everything. (laughs) But okay. Um, so what's your favorite part of of STEM? What are you what are you studying? What's what's your major? Okay, so I am (laughs) that was a journey. I started (laughs) off as a creative writing major, believe it or not. I used to um yeah, I used to actually have pub published poetry somewhere there's cool. a, a couple books somewhere that have some very deep moody teenager poems in them um and then i switched to chemistry and then i switched to chemical engineering and then to my advisor's dismay i switched to physics and now <laughs> finally I, this has got to be it because i'm 30 years old now and i hey. you know student loans are looking bigger every year but um, now I'm double majored in physics and electrical engineering. And that's it because I've started doing research in physics. Okay. Uh, happy yeah. belated birthday, by the way, right? Thank you. August 30, birthday. 30. Yes. yes. Congratulations. Yes. That's Thank great. You. So, so what, um, you made it. You with us now in the, in the Dirty 30 Club. <laughs> um, okay, we got to go back though. So Kat, what, okay, so you went from creative writing and poetry so mm-hmm. was it remembering studying in Botswana or something? Like what, what made you want to, in a sense, I guess, go back? Yeah, what, what created the switch? That's interesting. Gosh, um, another loaded question. God, this is so good. I haven't, these are things that I don't <laughs> think about. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not. You're just so, on cat train. Okay. I get it. You're just, yeah. Yes. Gosh, my life has been so sporadic. So. I guess random segue. I went into sure. creative writing because I used to be a rapper and a choreographer. I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. So, and then it was time to go to college. I didn't know what to go to college for. And I was like, you know what? Well, I've always been good with poetry. What is rap? Rhythm and poetry. Mm. So, um, and I did, and I was doing very well. And people were struggling with algebra. And I was like, what? Like, that, that blew my mind. I was like, no, I got you. Like, this is. You do not have to think of this as difficult. Like, let's work this out. Let's get some cheeseburgers. Let's get out of this Mm -hmm. stale, lightless room. Let's go outside. Let's get some pine cones. Like, I can really explain this. And then my my writing teacher, she was like, you know, I really think you should go into sciences. 
I was like, but I love writing. She's like, but why are you in writing? I said, because I'm good at it. I write. I was like, she's like, but I see the way you are with when you're tutoring. I see the way you are with with these other people. I see you sneaking into labs. I really think you should pursue that seems like more of a passion for you. Whereas writing just seems like something you happen to be good at. And she's like, you can always write about science. And I was like, true. You know, that's, that's a good idea for those listening. They didn't see the face I made, but I was like, hmm. um, yes, strong is, thinker. <laughs> yeah. Strong. Um, that was an idea. So I was like, well, let's, and that I did, I thought back to Botswana, like and the chemistry closet and all the okay. chemicals and making things explode. And then I chose chemistry and then I really like to tinker. I like to build things. So I went to chemical engineering and then I had this one professor freaking George Hept at Tidewater Community College in Norfolk, Hampton Roads, Virginia, hey. changed my life. Like I'm going for physics and never going back. And that man is to blame for whatever I create. <laughs> oh, geez. So now, okay, well now we got a name so we can track him down in case right. something weird. Right. No, that's, that's great. Um, that's really cool. So, so you, okay, it also sounds like you have you're blessed to have a lot of teachers. We were joking about, you know, Miss Frizzle and whatnot. It, she was yeah. all of our all of our teacher. Um, God rest. I hope I'm getting the name right. Um, uh, Joanne, um, the author oh, who passed goodness. away. Did you see that she passed yeah. away? I think last I month. The author I of the Magic School Bus. Um, My son told me oddly enough. Yeah, um, and she was an amazing teacher. And so it sounds like you had a great mm-hmm. relation. You've listed off like two or three teachers already and like that's super like that's super important right otherwise it that can make or break i like a class or or learning something new it's like can you maybe you don't have to be best friends with your teacher but you have to like be able to respect them or have some sense of like they're speaking my language and i can speak theirs and i can pick this up and they can also kind of meet me where i am you know um can Gosh, you talk? Even, yeah. even, I think, I just, yeah, yeah, you're right. You are so right. I, and I'm thinking of all my experiences with every professor I've ever had, and I don't have a bad one. I don't have a single, I can't say that. I don't know if it's just been like, God just handpicked them and dropped them in my life, mm-hmm. or I don't know what it is, but um, God, I got to say every, even if I didn't connect with them, even if I failed their classes, every single one of them cared about me. If I didn't show up to class, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Bring your son to class if you don't have childcare. Um, Every single one, like, you know, I I noticed you're right on the verge of a B, here, take this assignment and, you know, if you do this, we can work out other stuff. Or, you know, like you can can call into the class, you can read. I've had such a good, I've been so blessed that I've had professors that cared and not only cared about their students, cared about their subject. I don't know if I've heard horror stories of people, clearly they didn't want to teach. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they're teaching, Um, but everyone that I've had, and I think that's like the necessary component is they love their subject. Because if you love your subject, you're gonna want people to understand you. So you're gonna try different stuff. You're gonna gonna talk to them. You're gonna try to be relatable. You're gonna put it in a form that people can understand. I had professors that loved what they did and they loved their students. Now that's great because you're making me think of, um, I may have mentioned him before, Professor Professor Kirkland when I was in community college. That was the class where I got a better, 
I got the best tutor ever in a, our friend Jermaine, who would dedicate afternoons to just going over formulas and going over the lesson plans and the homework with me. Yeah. And that coupled with Professor Kirkland, and also it was an evening class. So nothing but adults. Yeah. Nothing but adults <laughs> who want to be there. They got things to do. Yeah. Let's go. It's not right. 8 a.m. Right. in the morning, a bunch of teenagers who don't want to be there and we not awake and we're just being right. distracting. And Kirkland, right. he would, he, you know, just cover the wall with all these crazy formulas. And <laughs> he'd ask at the very end, he'd be like, everybody got it? He'd ask like three times, crickets. And then he, on the third time, he'd ask, guys, y'all want me to go over this again? Whole classroom erupts yep. with the affirmative. Yes, mm -hmm. please, man, go over that again. He's like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go over it again. And he just, you could tell that he enjoyed, he enjoyed math and he enjoyed his students. And he, you yeah. know, whatever you gave him, whatever energy you gave him, yeah. he gave it back. And it oh, that's just, awesome. It, 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 it spelled the difference for me between passing and, and failing. And it was just, it was yeah. great. Um, do you think teachers are made or born? Oof. This is a load of question night. You Sorry, y'all. I ain't never done this question. before. This, load this, of question. Let me, I don't know. Let me, let me warm <laughs> my hands by the fire. Um. Gosh, do I think teachers are made or born? Mm. Okay, so here we go. I think that there are people born with the gift of communication. They can break a concept down to bare bones to anybody and they will get it. They will not use jargon or terminology. They will just, they'll ask you what you like. Like, oh, you like McDonald's? Well, it's like this. If you get a large fry, you take some of them fries out, there you go, that's decay. And the people will be like, what? I get it. I think there are people born with like natural, great communication skills. And then I think there are people that are born with natural leadership skills. They can they can take a group, they can take a person and help them become their best. Um, but to teach, that requires, I think that requires a modicum of training. I think um, one may want to teach, one may want to impart knowledge, but be a terrible communicator. One may really want someone to have this idea or become a scientist, but be a terrible leader. So... Oh, I guess I think you gotta have both. I think I okay. think you gotta have that natural gifting, and then you also have to have some type of training. Yeah, I think what I agree as think? well. I'm curious. Cause I agree because I, if you didn't know, I was homeschooled. Um, and there were certain you told me that. Okay, I did. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was yeah. I was homeschooled. Um, and it was cool to hear how, you know, I mean, I know everyone's homeschooling with the pandemic and you were, you know, you're, you're doing your thing and adjusting for, for your son. Um, so I think of my mom and it's both because she, in, in Silver Spring, Maryland, she worked um, for an academy that um, included and maybe a little bit specialized in working with students with emotional issues. They came from really bad situations 
Um, she even had to wrestle students off of teachers wow. and like my, she's probably your height or so like my mom's kind of itty bitty a little wow um so she had that training um has I can't remember what the degree would be called but she you know got her degree um in education and educational field from UMD and uh mm -hmm. University of Maryland um and so she wanted to she wanted to homeschool us and I say all that to say when she couldn't teach us something either because of just, you know, we're getting older and our routines are changing, or she didn't specialize. Mm -hmm. she, she noticed she didn't specialize in it after adapting to the curriculums that she's ordering and the research. Um, mm -hmm. She outsourced and we went to other mm -hmm. chapters and other parents and other people at different at churches or community centers who, who had degrees or just a strong background in um, yeah. biology, you know, anatomy and physiology, math, uh, Spanish, uh, French, you, you name mm -hmm. it. So she had training, but then she knew when it was time to outsource. She knew when it was time to go to different people mm -hmm. so she could show us whatever. And then we could go outside mm -hmm. to my Spanish class or, you know, you, you hit that age where you can be more independent around your preteens. You don't really need... Yeah your teacher, whether you're in public school or whether you're homeschooled, you can kind of, you, you're taking yeah. the bull by the horns, you're in charge. So I agree with you. I think, I think, cause yeah. I'm thinking of my own experience. She, she had different kinds of, of training. I don't know that every teacher, you know, has mm -hmm. to be so hands-on with the way she was at her old job. Um, but like I said, when she yeah. needed to outsource, she did and she knew how to, how to listen she knew how to how to communicate or she or she didn't mm. she she got with with the right people and she talked to her her girlfriends <laughs> who yeah who were moms teaching and it's like you know are you struggling with math or you know she had that community um yeah to help her to help her out because you're right some people you know it's it seems like it's both training and a gift to teach mm -hmm. You know, uh, I, I guess everybody can't be, you know, captain, my captain, God rest, <laughs> Robin Williams. Everyone can't be, so, oh. you know, everyone can't be that and be so passionate yeah. about, you know, he was passionate about poetry in the movie, about yeah. whatever it is and listen and really dig deep. Yeah. For some people, it's just, you know, you know, public school teachers aren't being paid enough or whatever. And they're, they've got other yeah. things going on. But um, yeah, so yeah I, I agree. I agree with you. How has that been going with Nunu because you're also a lot of your stories are you're you tutor some of your friends right in in specific subjects isn't that right or are you typically yeah I used to okay yeah no no you're right I I used to actually was it actually was a I tutored math chemistry and physics uh for 100 levels so like first year gotcha. um as far as how it's going with Nunu I realized very quickly that there are certain things I couldn't do. Uh, it was frustrating both of us. Sure. And so I was like, you know what? Very similar to your mom, I think I outsourced. I was like, well, you know, we have computers. Right. He loves my friend Valerie. So it's so easy to get Valerie on to read with him. I have no patience for reading. I do okay. not teach my child how to read. I do not feel ashamed that I did not teach my child how to read. <laughs> A, a program and a virtual tutor taught him how to read. And now he read beautifully. It's wonderful. I, I think I, I saw no those problem. stories. 
I thought I saw those stories. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, mommy, I got it. No, so you go, new Yep, you go. I have no issue like not doing something I'm not good at. Like that, I don't, I don't. Be- I have this firm belief. Like, yes, be aware of your weaknesses. Know where you are weak, and if you must do something that requires your weakness, do your best. But focus on your strengths. Double down on your strengths. And if you can get somebody else to cover your weaknesses, then why are you even bothered with them? Yeah. I don't, I don't like I'm I'm not a good, I'm not a good sit down and show you the words. That wasn't me. So I got someone else to do that and it's phenomenal. I got someone to help him with math and they did great. And all I did, I became like the orchestrator. Like I just set the schedules and make sure he was online at the right time. And it worked out for both of us because there is no point in him being frustrated and me being frustrated. That's, and we got to live together. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there's no escape. <laughs> that, right. So that's how we did that. That's wonderful because yeah, some people are going to do that whole fit a, you know, what is it? Round peg in a square hole or vice versa. And they'll Gosh. force it. And it's like, bruh, you don't got the gift. I'm sorry. And so that's good right. that you can be like, you weren't like, I'm mom and I'm, I can do anything. You was like, nah, nah, I can't do anything. No. More importantly, I don't want to do everything. Preach. So preach. preach. <laughs> you, my son, me pretending to be you, my son needs to learn how to read. I don't have mm-hmm. the gift. So yep. we're going to hit up that Valerie and, and she's going, she's going to run that. And now yep. here you are, a son who can read past you said first grade already so it's yep. working he's picked up the diary of a wimpy kid series that's his new my jam. brother loves it. yeah my one of my brothers oh my loves, loves that series he loves that series <laughs> no shit he 21 no shame he's loved that series his oh, whole life i like it man he's crazy but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's wonderful um cat to to have that uh that insight and that that uh there's another word I'm looking for, but yeah, just that ability to, that flexibility to just be like, yeah, I can't sit and do this particular thing, but I'm going to find a way to get it done. Yeah. But that's still student, I still feel like that's student mindset. Um, Gosh, uh, I don't, you know, I have such a pet peeve about that. Um, I love STEM for that it teaches one how to think, right? Mm-hmm. So you just said that student mindset, like I, a lot of people that I meet are so, for lack of a better term, yes, men, like you get a direction and you follow it to the T. You're told to, to, you have a test, so you just memorize the data as opposed to, whereas I know specifically for physics and specifically for engineering, you're taught how to think. First of all, do I even have enough information? Do I need to get information from somewhere else? How can I approach this issue? How can I approach this problem? For where can I go to get resources? Like you're you're taught to ask way more than you are to answer. Half the time okay. they don't even care if the answers are correct. That's the funny thing. The higher you go, it's not about the answers; it's about your process. So and that was I'm glad that you said that. That student mindset. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I we got to get out of the regurgitation. Uh, and and get more into original thought and 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 creativity and high level problem solving and that's for everyone that's not stem that's that's life skills that's like how do i stretch a dollar you know right 
That okay, that's cool because it, this is funny. Are you a do you like Star Trek? I like it enough. Okay. I can't say I'm a Trekkie. Okay, I don't. I I can't either. But I'm thinking. In fact, I'm not because I'm going to say this wrong. It's. I'm not <laughs> even going to try and say it. But there's this um, maneuver with spaceships. I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Any of you guys who who listen, if uh, you lo- if you're big Star Trek fans, you know, just let us know in in the comments of the IG post for this. What what it was. Um, I'll Google it after this. But it's a maneuver designed. You're going to fail. Spoiler alert you're gonna fail this particular exam, this particular 3D, you know, mission in mm-hmm. space thing. But apparently, according to Spock, it's supposed to track a promising captain's like student mindset. Like, like mm-hmm. what, how, as the captain goes down with their ship, as they try every, they're telling everyone on the bridge what to do. And as mm-hmm. each and everything fails, it just measures I can't quote him exactly from the movie and from the show, but it's it's something, for whatever reason, that's what came to mind when you were talking about how the field, the higher up you go, it's like creative thinking. Because I think all that, if I remember right, is what's on display in this Star Trek maneuver. And that's what came to mind. Gosh, I really want to know what that is. Yeah. Um, I'll Google it and when I, you I, find I text that, you. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll text it to you. I can't, I can see it in my head, but it's, I thought that was interesting. I'd never heard of something where it's, it's designed for you to fail. It's, I'm not saying that, right? It's not that it's designed for you to fail. You're gonna fail. Yeah. But it measures all the decisions you made because they're like, they feel like when they, when they rate you, that's what uh-huh. makes you a good captain because you told Lieutenant Uhura to do this thing. Right. You know, you told Spock to do that. You told Bones to do that. You t- you know, all the characters that I remember. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, no, that's awesome. Mr. Sulu. And it was like, you technically you're passing the test based on what Starfleet or whatever thought, based on the decisions you made. It's not yeah. that you beat the simulation. Right. It's that yeah. you beat fear. That, mm, that you guys are all like going to die in this simulation. But the way you right. commanded the bridge, that's how Starfleet or the Federation, I can't remember if I'm saying that right, knows you're a good student with a promising captain's career. That all I know, all that came to mind when you said all that. <laughs> God, but no, I like that. Like, how well do we fail in life? How well do we handle challenges? How well do you, you know, when it's not working out according to the step-by-step process that you memorized or that you were told? How do you then adjust? How do you, you know, navigate uncharted waters? Like, I think that's awesome. So, yeah, actually, that's that's deep right there. That's a whole nother episode, y'all. <laughs> that's a whole, a whole episode. episode. My Star Trek episode. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Yes. Um, <laughs> did you always want to be a scientist, specifically an engineer? I froze just now. Like my eyeballs went straight to the back of my head. Like, wow, did I always want to be a scientist or an engineer? I think I always wanted to be a scientist. Like I always just wanted, the lab coat thing was just like this sexy achievement to me. Like this, and I wanted to have my name embossed in big letters on the back because I'm ostentatious. I want you to know Mm. who I am. (laughs) Wait, 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 hold up. I think I got a good command of, of vocabulary. I don't. I've heard the word. Define for us here. 
cat, Dr. Cat, what uh, uh, what ostentatious means. Ostentatious. So um for the let the people like, know. Yes. I mean, simple as possible, like a a over the top show off. That's just cat. just okay. unnecessarily <laughs> out there. Yes. Yes, you are not wrong, sir. That, you that are is correct. Cat. Okay. Say All it right. again. Okay, ostentatious cat. Okay, continue. Okay, so you always wanted to be a scientist, though. I think so. I think I always wanted to be a scientist. Didn't know what field, but ever since I was little, like, you know, making mud pies was the best. Mixing vinegar and baking soda was Mm -hmm. crazy. So I think I always wanted to be a scientist. Engineering came um, later. I think that came when I realized that I could apply science. I I could make a thing using what I knew from science and and that's kind of physics and engineering go hand in hand in that regard whereas um engineering is 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 the making and and the building whereas physics is the studying of of the the rules the nature how does nature work and engineering is how can we apply the rules of nature to make our lives easier so yeah whoa I know I know I know Ooh, and you jumped ahead because I was going to ask you, can you define for everybody, you know, engineering and physics and you've, you've already done it. I love the way you did. This is like the nerdiest episode. Like, I mean, yeah, it's cute. We, I'm talking about writing and music and movies and all of that. But like, we're getting into well, hold the real. Up. Hold up, <laughs> hold up, hold up. I got to stop you right there because you just called writing and art cute. It can be, but I no, it can be. No, I know. I'm I'm playing, but you know, go ahead anyway. I know, I know, I know you're playing, but just for anyone, anyone listening, there is, especially in STEM communities, and I'd be the first one to point them out and shut them down. Mm. People like to think that scientists and engineers and mathematicians are like these these gods on pedestals, and they're better than other disciplines or majors. It's like newsflash. For you, honey, you needed a graphic design artist to design your poster. We yeah. need communicators and people who are good with grammar because shit, I'd be throwing commas like confetti and stuff. <laughs> so we need those people to, to proof our papers. We need to make sure we're communicating. We need someone to teach us how to do public speaking. We need the liberal arts and we need, you know, the finances and we need, we need, it's a whole village. We need every single part and they're so important. Not one part is better or, or more influential than the others. Yes, scientists may make the money. That is true. There's a lot of money Fair in enough. science. Fair enough. But everyone is needed so badly. Like, I can't imagine doing research and then having to write the papers. Like, I, I, I honor the people that write, you know, because that's, mm. not, that's not me. I can't do it. I need you. So we we need each other. Throw that in there. Yeah. No. Let remind me. Remind me, Kat. I I don't mind uh at all because you're right. We do need we need each other. Um it, I mean it reminds me of the Star Trek thing, you know, everyone that whole uh example that I couldn't pronounce. It it was again, it was just like, you know, Spock needs Sulu, Sulu needs Kirk, writers yeah. and engineers and artists, and we need each other, even when when it's a pandemic when it like i know some scientists trying to figure this thing out gets home you know and just turns on i don't know family feud or avatar the last airbender to like check out 
to recharge because yeah. that's healthy and yeah. you need, even on that level not just the obvious yeah. collaboration of you know scientists yeah. need writers you know cat's a scientist she's not necessarily a writer so she works with her friend but like even emotionally like to just be there oh, for please. one another meet art yes. meeting science science meeting art you know so i feel you oh my god the legend of cora this is it is my jam I be sitting there, I'm like, she's so, like, why is she so dumb? Like, she don't listen to nobody. <laughs> Anytime, like, Cora, they told you don't go to Unalak. What she do? She go, I'm gonna go to Unalak. Just like yeah. that, frolicking hands. Y'all yeah. couldn't see it. Frolicking, yeah. just hands right. flapping, no bones. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to give Cora a second chance. I, uh, I just finished Avatar proper. I saw a few episodes back when it was live and then college, you know. We have no DVR oh in, in my God. apartment, so I couldn't watch it. And then, um, you know, it's now on Netflix. And then I saw yeah. a few episodes of Korra. And it's, I mean, I get it. Ava I mean, Avatar is legendary. And I yeah. was like, dang, it's, you know, it's in no shade. I'm just, I don't know, man. I just miss Aang and just that flavor. But, you, you know, know I'm, I'm going to give it another try. I'm going to give it Please another try. do, because once you get past, you know. I, I, I really got into I'm Bay is the one who really he just okay. started watching it one day and I was like this is dumb like this is stupid <laughs> it's like, not like I Aang made me cry what is this is she Hello. supposed to be black or what like I don't know what she is you know, Uncle but, Iroh um, oh my goodness but no it's good it's really okay. good it gets better yeah all right all right no I'm a, I'm gonna I'm a get on that um okay excuse our, our tangent guys but uh yeah I mean <laughs> if you ain't watched Avatar it's on Netflix right now um I can't wait to watch it again Okay, so you just defined engineering and uh, physics. Um, what are some misconceptions about the field of, I was going to say STEM, but I'll specifically get with, because that's super loaded. I'm going to try and relax with <laughs> engineering and math, maybe, maybe those those you might have already touched on it with like oh everyone you know they're gods but we need each other but like is there something else you'd if you could shed yeah. light what do you think people yeah. should know uh that uh scientists engineers mathematicians are not white men in their 40s there you they go. are <laughs> that 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 is I got to say that is the number one misconception. There we go. All right. And I honestly, I was having a conversation with my vice president today, KJ, about this because uh, especially people of color, mm -hmm. I'm going to touch on it just a little bit if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, they have a self-identity crisis. Yes, you were they just talking about achieve, this on your stories. That's right. Yeah, they can achieve so much. And, and and never say anything about it and and don't even call themselves the thing that they achieved so they can totally have a phd in whatever and not address themselves as a scientist what? that baffles me that baffles me because if you were if i sold a drawing on redbubble right mm. i'm an artist no one would question it no one would ask me if anything but oh how did you get started how long have you been an artist it's it's almost it, the reception is is instant but for some reason with these these science these stem fields i say i'm a scientist and i am i'm a physicist in training you can fight me like mm -hmm. i've performed research i am paid to do these things i am a physicist in training yes but that's a 
oh, well, where did you go to school or, or how or you? Um, so I think the biggest misconception is the identity crisis that people have. They perceive scientists as a world-renowned thing. I've won a Nobel Prize, now I'm a scientist, as opposed to I've performed research or I have, I have worked in a, in a science facility or I have dedicated my life to the study of this thing. That makes you the scientist. That makes you the engineer in training. That makes you the mathematician in training. That's what it is. So um, I think the biggest misconception is that identity crisis where, you know, I, if I'm not a white guy in my fifties with my PhD that I got in 1992, um, mm. I'm not a scientist. So I think that's the biggest issue I see personally. Whew. Give me a sec. that's 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 great um how did your friend respond when we when y'all had that you know surely you've talked about it before too right this couldn't have been the first time this this is something i talk about often and i'm i'm so passionate about it part of the reason why i started the society of black physicists because there's a lack of representation i see this identity crisis and and i want to do what i can however little it may be to assist Yes, talk and, about that. Yes. You know, he said, he said, he, he says, I hear you. Very logical person. He's like, I hear you. And he's like, I can't even refute any of your points that you're making because they're valid. He's like, but I don't feel that way. He's like, I don't, that, that feeling is not there. And I think that has to do with people have to be untrained. You're told not to ask questions. You're told not to do X, Y, Z, or you'll be perceived as such. Or if I speak properly, if I use my full name, Catherine, I'm talking white or I'm, I'm, I'm being bougie, right? But if I talk like this and I'm just normal and I got my nails done and I got right. my edges laid, then mm-hmm. that's normal, that's perfectly received. But baby, I'm both. So what, what do we do then? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, gosh, that's, that's a work in progress. And that's, that's for everybody, I think. There's a lot of, especially in the United States, mm-hmm. there's a lot of untraining that needs to happen. And that's okay. The awareness is the biggest part. Like, let's be aware. Let's help each other. That kind of goes into my other question here. Clearly, what challenges have you faced as a student of the field? That sounds like a major, like that mindset, that, that awareness, I think that's what you just said, awareness that or or that sense of uh identity you're a scientist mm-hmm. like i see i thought it was going to be like you know um the, something obvious like you need funding scientists need funding um right. they make the money <laughs> but they need the money too right um right. or 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 uh, the plane tickets fell through so you can't go examine the kryptonite or what i don't know but like right. minds i didn't expect you to say mindset and, and yeah, awareness. It's insidious. It is so insidious. It's something you can't even see, yet it affects every single decision these young scientists and engineers and mathematicians make. They, they, they opt, they don't even apply for opportunities because mm. they just automatically think they're not good enough. They don't even try. Like, how, do you, how do you help wow. someone who is convinced subconsciously that they're not worth it? that that's the biggest problem in stem that is heavy because yeah it's um then things don't work 
when you don't when you don't believe in yourself you, you can't see you, you you can't see the opportunities you can't see that you could be something else exactly. and you don't it, it kind of like dies on the vine like before before it starts basically before you even try <laughs> and it's already a small sample size yeah like so yeah so yeah and and so and so that clearly, so those challenges and misconceptions definitely played into, say, the society again, and can you talk more about it, like how long it's been going on and how it's going, your society? Yeah, so th this society is brand new, fresh, still hot off the <laughs> stove. Um, we just flipped that pancake. Yeah. Uh, the Society of Black Physicists. Okay. So I was the vice president of the Society of Physics Students at my university, Old Dominion University. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, before I say anything else, that my university has, is the most supportive university ever. When I came to them with my concerns, okay. the whole department, the chair of the department met with me, the dean of the department became my mentor. I got an advisor like, instantly. They were like, what, what do you need? You have, you have our support. And so um, with the climate, the current climate mm -hmm. here, it really, it really made me focus on like, well, why aren't there any black people in physics, right? There's, mm -hmm. I can't, can you think of one other than Neil deGrasse Tyson? Um, they're, they're just right. That's everyone's yeah. face. I'm shaking my head, that's, guys. Yeah. That's, that's, that's physics. That's physics made space that's physics major space you can't think of anybody um and the ones you do know they came out of hbcus historically black mm -hmm. college universities mm -hmm. um so i it got me thinking you know anytime there's a lack of representation there's a lack of support so how can how can i support i couldn't go out to the front lines of the protests because i got a kid i can't catch covid i know how viruses work they don't get better Thank you gotcha. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, what can I do? I was like, well, you know what? I know a lot of people. I said, like, you know what? I'm really good at organizing things. Like, well, why not I create a place for, for the next generation of Black people of color scientists to mm -hmm. come and be cared for? Like, there are food insecurities with some of these kids. Like, you don't have food? How are you going to go to school? You don't have food. You work 40 hours to help your mom and buy diapers for your little cousins. So I was like, those are the things I really, really want to address as best I can. I don't expect anything to happen overnight. I don't expect it to happen in a year, but 10 years can do a lot. So I'm hoping that it's just the start of something that blossoms. Wow. That's really cool. Jeez, Kat. Um, <laughs> and you said it's, it's, I mean, it sounds like y'all have been around like forever. Like, did, did you just launch in, um, this year? Just launched. Yes, we just got the okay. Constitution approved last week. Get out of here. Congratulations. That's, that's good. Sister. How's that feel? I'm very, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Like, honestly, I'm not, again, I, I have, I have high hopes, mm -hmm. but also I know that failure is part of the process. So I really just want to create community. I just want a place for people to come and not feel dumb because yeah. they didn't get a physics problem. Yeah, yeah. That's all I want. That's wonderful. Um, just that that village and that 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 community. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to make it sound cliche, but it's like like we were saying about tutoring and like having the right kind of teachers and the right type of 
um, support group. And then you're talking about identity crisis. Like it all just kind of coalesces uh, into like just, just the perfect environment, perfect learning environment. That's what it sounds like. Or it could be uh, if oh, given a chance. You. you know yeah, what I'm saying? You. That's what I'm hoping. You're welcome. Now that, that sounds really, um, that sounds really, really cool. Um, would you call yourself, this is a silly question, honestly, but I'm just, I couldn't think yeah, of any other way to questions. ask it. Would you consider yourself a scientist of life? Because you're talking about starting this society, you're talking about um, trying to inspire your other black friends and friends of color who, who are scientists like you, and you're talking about failure. How, how has science helped you manage failure or, or, or gotten to know people or, you know, me and my load of questions. <laughs> would, would, would you call yourself, a, would you call yourself a scientist of, of life? Has science helped you in life for sure? Definitely. I have to say for sure, I am a lifelong learner. I mean, I, I, I endeavor to learn anything. Like, you know, like if, if, if we weren't doing this podcast, I'll be like, yeah, like, where'd you get your headphones from? And why do you like those headphones? And, you know, I, I see you have a gaming chair. Like, that's dope. Like, mm -hmm. where'd you get that from? So, like, no, I think you can always learn something from anyone and anything. And my passion just so happens to be people and science and bringing them together. So definitely, but how science has helped me in life and navigate failures and challenges and weather storms is that teaching you how to think. Um, Gosh, I, I can't explain it any better than that. Like science will teach you not what to think, but how. Gather information. What do you have? How many resources do you have? How many partners do you have in this? What is each partner's strong suit? Delegate, check on it, adjust. Like, and as far as failure, that's all experiments do. Let me Hello. tell you. I worked in a research facility, one of the highest funded research facilities in the United States, one of the largest particle accelerators in the United States. And their research and development meetings are like, hey, do you know what's going to happen? I don't know. It's <laughs> all these people who have studied these things for years. I'm talking 20, 30 years under their belt. And they're like, well, I don't know. And that's okay. That's the whole point of research. We don't know. But if we don't know together, maybe we can have a maybe. And if we take all these maybes to a conference, somebody's going to know what that maybe is. So that collaboration piece, like even in times of old, I don't remember what it was called, but even if nations were at war, they would still send their scientists, the Royal Academy of Sciences, to work on world problems. Because at the end of the day, there's certain things we need fixed whether we're at war or not. So yeah, science, navigating failure. That's all experiments do is fail. You hear about the wind, but you realize mm -hmm. it took, they started that research 15 years ago. <laughs> what you think they've been doing that whole time until they, so uh, yeah. Failure is just a part of the process and it's okay. Gosh, if I could leave anyone listening with anything, like it is so okay to be wrong. It's so okay to have a bad one. It's so okay to just not work out. It's okay. Take what you learn. Try again or don't. <laughs> yeah, because I ain't got no, <laughs> I have no problem saying I don't like failure. 
I'm not one of the, I'm not like you. I'm not like, oh my God, failure is just the great, the great flowery effervescent tapestry of the human. No, (laughs) I don't like it. If it were up to me, it would all go in a straight line, be perfect the first time. I put my feet up, have something cold to drink or whatever, and just sit on a field of victory. And I'd be good. (laughs) <laughs> but, but that's not how life oh works like that obviously not how life is. <laughs> no gosh some parts of it would be great but you know it, it, it i feel like trial by fire makes you who you are i know that some of the challenges you have faced have shaped you and and it has inspired you and and enabled you to assist someone else maybe you went through it because the person who had to go through it next couldn't do it alone so mm-hmm. uh it's okay it sucks it sucks yeah. but it's okay it, it, it royally sucks but it's no no it's <laughs> it is um and that's a good comparison with um experimentation because it seems like that's the one place where you whether you're a science nerd or not you definitely just kind of know yeah something's gonna go wrong and you might even look forward to it because it's science but that's cool. There's nothing wrong with, with that. And like a lot of discovery, I don't know if I, you know, can you name some? Like even if it's one, surely we've discovered or developed or cultivated all kinds of awesome stuff. I don't know, the smartphone or what was it, penicillin or something was an accident or they weren't trying to, to discover look, that. I think that was an accident. They weren't looking or for that. Like that. That came from willow bark. What was it? Was aspirin from willow bark? I'm terrible with the memory facts. I failed history so many times. The dean had to give me a waiver. She said, "Baby, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> not gonna make it." I'm terrible with facts. Um, but randomly, my favorite invention of all freaking time is sewer systems. Because Talk you realize, if if we ain't had no toilets, Hell we wouldn't it. have no buildings. Like we wouldn't go to work every day. Uh uh-uh. uh Where we gonna go? What, who's gonna poop? Where are we gonna poop go? Where is it gonna go? In the wild. Have you ever thought of you know how much people poop <laughs> yeah. a day? So yeah, that random soup. Just every time you flush, just say thank, just say a little prayer, like thank you, Lord. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. No. For real. No. I I got you because that's a uh, that's major, and there there are a lot of you know thank God for penicillin and things like that. Um, because yeah. people just kept forging ahead. And they find the things that that you need. Um, What are some other favorite inventions of yours or scientific discoveries? Um, Or name one. There we go. Maybe that'll make it. Name another one. Another one. Another one. (laughs) Um, mm, You know, I really like Marie Curie. So radioactivity, I think, is really cool. I think that's really, really cool. And she was just a badass man in a time where women were not treated half as well as they are now. Not that there's not more work to do, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think radioactivity is like the coolest. And light, the and light when they discovered uh, ultraviolet light. That's yeah, that's cool. That was cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, I am, I am thinking about like um, I have to look him up again. I think he was the only black guy on Edison's Pioneer of Scientists, Lewis Howard Latimer. He comes to mind. Um, mm. 
I did uh, a good friend of mine and I, we actually bonded. We were like, you dressed up as Lewis Howard Latimer? I dressed up as Who Lewis Howard Latimer. Like, what? <laughs> and so, you know, and he, he, I can't remember all of his in uh, contributions right now, but I, but I know he was, he was listed. And so when I think of, you were talking about a specific, the specific, I guess, physics, physics field, but um, as far as like black contribution, um, and I know there, there aren't a lot, but there, you know, there were changing that, but I, Lewis Howard Latimer is one person that I'm thinking of, of uh, great contributions, um, working with, with light, um, light bulbs and electricity and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise we, we might not be here. Um, True. And, you, and then the first black physicist, Edward Boucher, was the Edward first, Boucher. well, the very first black physicist and I think 1815. Wow. And what's crazy was it wasn't eight, it was a whole nother 80 years before we had our second black physicist. And that would, and who was that? The, unless you mentioned them or my math is horrible. No, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh-uh. I did not mention them because no, I you forgot. Didn't. Okay. Because my memory. That's your homework, terrible. guys. <laughs> That's your homework. We'll, we'll look them up. Extra um, credit. Extra credit. No, that's okay. Who are, would you say those are definitely your, your heroes? That was something else I was going to ask. Who are oh, your science yeah. and engineering heroes? Definitely. I got to say definitely Edward Boucher. He was just yeah. the first, he was the first chocolate, you know, like I love my chocolate. And then a Marie Curie, Marie Curie yeah. for, she was a physicist and a chemist and a mom and a wife and a lab operator like she was just this phenomenal person like forget woman yes she was a woman but as a human being she was just incredible oh to the bone like gosh if i could pick the brain of that woman um and again in a time where it was really hard um yeah i gotta say edward boucher and marie curie Nice. Okay, I'm gonna have to look those guys up and study up on them and just get some get some inspirational uh, boost right there. Because I, I do love looking up people and seeing like, okay, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have this, and we wouldn't just that domino effect yeah. of innovation yeah. and just you know, it's uh, a yeah. it's it's great. Um, they should add that on Netflix because you know Netflix is great with the documentaries, um, and I do enjoy oh, a, they're a so, good they're documentary. Quick with it too. I do, I do enjoy a good uh, document. That'd make a great series of uh, black scientists, black engineers, but unless there is one, if there is one, y'all let me know, let us know. Uh, Cause I, I will watch I that, with the, that one. with the quickness. I've seen plenty on like <laughs> enter- on entertainers and, and, yeah. uh, and whatnot, like a Miss, Mr. Savant out here in, in LA, the black godfather, but um, black mm-hmm. scientists, you know, and I know we got Carver, um mm-hmm. bless up for carver and and whatnot but um you taught me something with with boucher because i'm not i wasn't familiar with him at all so thank you for that um r.i.p to robert as i was getting ready for this episode oh. i was like you know yes. there's something about cat that i'm missing what is, missing. It? <laughs> what is it and then i yes, and then robert. i yeah you're tell it tell us about about robert okay <laughs> okay, so for those listening, Robert is not my side piece. Robert was my car. <laughs> uh, Robert was a 2004 Volkswagen Beetle that had more duct tape under his hood than 
your mechanic store. Um, I love Robert, and I used to fix him all the time. On live. Yeah. Those were some of the earliest videos I saw of you (laughs) hood up. Y'all, hood was up. First one I saw, I'm sorry I interrupted. Like, first one I think I saw, I thought you, maybe you had, I thought you'd broken down on the side of the road and was handling your business and was like, you know what, guys, we just going to go live. While I while I fix whatever the carburetor, whatever is going on, like yeah. those were some. They probably weren't fun in the moment, but I definitely had fun watching them. Okay, continue. You working on Robert? I mean, it was what it was. You gotta understand, <laughs> Robert broke down every other week, <laughs> so it was what it was at that point. And I could tell by the sound, like he would make, like what was about to happen. I'd be like, my sister, was like, why are you pulling over? I was like, oh well. He's about to overheat, so I'm going to go ahead and just let him rest. <laughs> let him rest. Um, so actually, Robert, let me see what happened. I moved to a very metro area. Basically, everything I need to survive is within a two-mile radius. Um, my son's school, my school, my job, shopping, entertainment, restaurants, bars. So I didn't drive as much, and I let him sit. And he ended up getting clogs in his fuel lines, which oh. I could fix. I just never felt like it. And then I actually am very passionate about the environment because believe it or not, climate change is real. It's right. real. Right. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. It's real. <laughs> um, I know that, that sometimes it, it may seem small. They'll, they'll say something like the ocean is warmer by one degree. And that sounds so small. That sounds so small. But when you really look at the science of it and, and what it takes to it's not a cup of water that changed by one degree it's the ocean the amount of energy required to change the entire ocean by one degree is enormous it is beyond your conception and that's too much so in any case uh climate change is real so i did want to get an electric car so i sold robert i let him go he's gone to a good home wherever it is probably the junkyard he's got good parts uh, they'll be real surprised. I didn't wired some stuff up in that yeah, car. She hurt, she um, hooked him up. And now I have an electric vehicle, uh, which is great. And his name is Blanket. And hopefully, <laughs> honestly, there won't be any videos because there's nothing right. really to do with electric cars. Mm. Um, and side note, mm. random side note, just because yeah. this is a nerd episode. Yes. Depending on where you live, electric cars are not necessarily better for the environment. I know that's, okay. that seems counterintuitive. Really? Yes, I wouldn't you have, have to that. think. Right, because it uses electricity. Electricity, and it has no emissions. Correct. But where does your electricity come from? So in Virginia, they use a mix of hydropower and coal. So it's like only slightly better okay. than using gas. There are some states that use pure coal to manufacture their electricity. Because electricity isn't just, you know, absorbed from the sky. It's made in a power plant. Or it's 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 it, I shouldn't say it's made or um, generated. Is that that's the term, right? Generated, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. As I said, not made. Schoolhouse um, rock. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Conjunction, <laughs> junction. What you know? But anyway, um, yeah. So depending on how the state generates its electricity, having an electric vehicle may not necessarily be better. Here, it's slightly better, so I went with electric. Gotcha. Electricity, electricity. <laughs> See, now I got to go on Take YouTube after this. I got to yes. go on YouTube after this. Um, 
what's your, unless you covered it, what is your favorite scientific fact or, does that make sense? Or a thing, mm. what's that thing that you just. Oh, okay. Um, this one, I love this one because it is, it's crazy. You never touch anything. What does that mean? <laughs> you never Hold touch up. anything. That's what. And secondly, we're mostly empty space. All right, cat. Y'all, thanks for <laughs> tuning in. I, <laughs> I was like, say something cool, man. What was she talking? No, I'm playing. No, no okay. I've never heard you. Ne okay, so you never. Uh, you never touch anything. You okay, never so touch anything, and we're mostly empty space. Go for. Okay, what okay. you talking about? All right. So tell me, how familiar are you with an atom? Uh, loosely. It's been a while since I read Britannica and the Encyclopedia, but I used to love to read about fission oh, and you protons. Said Britannica. And, Ooh, and Carta ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I in the periodic table, and you know, but teach me. You, you, you take okay. it away. Simple, simple, simple as possible. Okay. Like kind of break it down for everybody. Um, atom is a the smallest unit of matter. Right, it's just smallest. Yeah. So, take something, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in, and all the way to an atom. It has a center, like a, a tennis ball. Let's just call it a tennis ball. And then it has electrons that kind of float around the center. The center is the nucleus, right? Pattern. Correct. The center is the nucleus, and it houses. I know a little something. You got I, it. I remembered a little it. something. But so let me, I'm going to try to put it into perspective. So okay. the nucleus is like, let's say it's the size of a football. Okay. Okay. That center tennis ball is the size of a football. Okay. And then the area, because I'm not going to say rings, they're not rings, but the area that electrons kind of float around the nucleus is about as far away from a football in the center of a football stadium as the furthest worst seats are. Wow, okay, the nosebleeds. Yeah, yes. That's like, okay, so, to see yep. that picture in my so, head, okay. So you see that, so like the football dead center, Yeah. and then the space where the electrons live yeah. is way out at the edge of the stadium. Okay, okay? I got you. So you kind of saw that. But the crazy thing is, is that the weight all of the weight, all of the mass of the whole stadium is inside the football. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. All of the, uh, and remind us again, what's the difference between mass and weight? Okay, weight is actually a force. So your weight okay. is different on earth than it is on the moon mm -hmm. weight is okay. is gravity acting on your mass so okay if you go if you go somewhere yeah. where it's a different gravity you're going to have a different weight whereas mass is the stuff that you are made up of that does not change josiah is josiah whether he's here or on the moon right but josiah okay. may weigh a buck 50 here and only 90 on the moon because the environment's different, the, right. as in to say the gravity. The gravity, correct. You got it. That's awesome. Okay. And so, okay. And so, sorry, guys, we're going all so over the place. So when I say the mat, no. So when I say the mass of the stadium is inside the football, okay. the the weight, literally everything, the heaviness. If you were to hold it, 
the heaviness of the whole stadium is only inside that football. That football is heavy. If you think about it that way, put all the concrete, all the chairs, the dirt, the turf, all of that, that weight, that mass exists only in the football. So that, that is, I think as simple as I can put how an atom is structured, all of the mass is in the football. And then the area where all these electrons live are way far away. So if you can imagine how crazy that sounds, yeah, like this tiny little thing is, but you realize between the football and the nosebleeds is how much, how many feet of space. Right. It's like, I can't even see. I wouldn't be able to see the football. Right. Right. So, but we're made up of these atoms that are mostly empty. What? Blow my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So So that's what I, that's cool. So we're mostly empty space. We're made up of these things that are basically empty. But have all this weight or whatever. Yes. Packed in them. Yep. But at the same time, it's empty. Oh, and it's empty space because you're talking about the area. Yep. Because the the atom is both. It's the nucleus and the protons. Electrons. Excuse me. The electrons. It's both. It's not just one or the other. Both. Right. But because the electrons are so far away from the weightier stuff, y'all see how Mm -hmm. I did that, right? Uh, yeah, that's it. that's you what oh. that's what technically kind of makes or makes us empty space. It sounds like a joke yep. almost. <laughs> like it and, sounds like a setup for a joke or something. You, it gets it gets dumber. Like some things I learn in class, and I'm like, you got to be lying. Because I can, I right. mean, we could go super super deep, but you can go into like quantum physics and. The stuff they say, I just like that sounds stupid. Like, <laughs> and they run out of names for stuff. So they the scientific names for some things are like up, down, <laughs> work. Oh. I've heard of that one. Work. Oh my goodness. I can yeah. remember how to define it though. But uh, y'all can look that up unless Cat mm. can do it. It's like force or something, some kind of. It's a couple of things. It's a few things working together, right? Or something like that. I guess uh, simple, take it back to seventh grade, force times distance. Okay. Okay. That would give you work, I believe. Because I think, uh uh-oh, you got me. Uh Uh-oh, pulling my (laughs) card now. I I believe if there's any science-y person listening, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the integral of f.dr, force times a distance in a direction. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure because you need force to move yeah, the thing, and however far you move it is how much work you've done. I believe. Whew. We just trying to make sure you know, Cat. <laughs> we just trying <laughs> to make know. sure you. <laughs> That's the thing. I just told you I'm in research. We don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to? No, no. I got you. That's great. Um. Whew, boy. I just had to take a second right there real quick because this has been this has been really fun i could talk for forever uh to you in general but um it's been fun talking about this i mean i'm like where'd the time go it's already been over an hour um what it has 
Yeah. It's, it's already, it's nine o'clock going on 10 o'clock where you are. It's, that's crazy. Yes. Um, that's my bedtime. I'm 30 now. Just to, I, right. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> I guess it was your bedtime. What an hour, hour ago, eight o'clock, seven 30. Now this is worth it. This is worth it. No, th- this, this has been, um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, you just, I guess talking about relationships really, I know it's science and it's the nerd episode, but you know, even with us trying to figure out, yeah, what's work, it's whatever times, whatever, but it's everything, uh, working together pretty yeah. much that that's what yeah. I'm, and you're a big proponent of that and a big student of that. And now a scientist, uh, of that, um, who's your biggest supporter, Kat? You know, I, God, that's, yeah, I know that wasn't meant to be a loaded question, but I can't give it to one person. Like, I got to say my mom, you know, has been mm. ever since I was little, like, you can do anything. Here's a toaster. Take it apart. Um, uh, my, my, my boyfriend, Bay is mm. always, I can, I, he did his undergrad in psychology, okay. right? Science was cool. not his thing, but you know, I can say, babe. I figured out this equation and I could just be like, people like, yes, yeah, doesn't know what I'm saying, but it's just like gung ho, like, go for it, you got it. And nice. then I got you guys, you know, I, I'll post anything or share anything, and, and just the overwhelming amount of love and support I get from my Insta family is just insane. So I got, it's a village. I got a whole village and they all are just top of the line. <laughs> yes. And we love you, Kat. We really, uh, I love you, you know, guys. you're, you're from you going shopping to, to, you know, for, for your fry videos, your dance videos. This girl always shaking it on Instagram. It's hilarious. Now she's got, <laughs> now she's got reels. <laughs> y'all shouldn't have done that um oh. sit singing in the car on y'all's way to school with your sister or mm-hmm. or nunu and and um just that zest for life that's that's Thank what you. you know when i when i you know and 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 i love it you know when you take um and you know it's this isn't new to me either it's good to take breaks because um that tells yeah. me that you that you are human like you were saying at the beginning of the episode you're curious about other people and connecting, but you're also a person. Sometimes you need a break. You're super bubbly. Y'all can tell on here, but Kat's a person. She has bad days. She got to take breaks from yeah, people, from Instagram. And we don't see yeah. that, but it's, it's still important. I'm glad you took that break. You went on vacation uh, recently. Y'all had a good time. Yeah. And I'm glad that you take that time. Like sometimes even nothing bad. Like it didn't, it's not like anything bad has to happen. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you just wanted a break from, you know, from the app. Um, yeah. But it's good to be reminded that people need, that, that they're, that they are human, that they do have bad days. Yeah. So that, you know, sometimes they need a, a break, a little bit of a, a recharge. Yeah. You know. Can't pour from an empty cup. That's- yeah. So um, thank you so much for taking the time thank to talk you. with me. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Where, uh, where can people follow? Cause you everywhere. So where, and guys, I'll put yeah, it on the blog. Really. <laughs> I'll put um, it on the blog for you. I am just, honestly, it's just Instagram, Kat Nia Watkins. That's, that's my home. That's where I live and play and cry. Wait, but um, aren't you on TikTok now? I do have a, 
I must say, I do have a TikTok, The Bad Physicist. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just not up there as much as I am on Instagram. On Instagram. No, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's home. Yeah. That's home but base. So, so yeah, Katnia Watkins okay. on Instagram and The Bad Physicist on TikTok. Cool. And guys, yeah, I'm a, don't worry, rest assured, I'm going to put that on the blog, Josiah's Voice Podcast.wordpress.com so that you can keep up with Kat. Um, and we'll, I will, the homework we were talking about, all these historical figures, I'll put those in there too, because that's always fun to see those snippets of people, you know, yeah. Boucher and, and, and everyone. Um, this has been, this has been great. Um, I'm trying to think of something else cool to ask you, but I can't, I guess we've, <laughs> we've, we've, we've used up, we've used up all the time. Um, just talking about the natural world and being a student. I loved everything you had to say about it about teaching, um, there we go. What's the one thing, and we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with this. Okay. What's the one thing that you, mm-hmm. the most important thing you think you have or will teach Nunu Bean? Ooh. Them Ooh. inherited traits. Yes. You know uh, he's gonna get something good. Uh, mm, let me see. What's the one thing I will impart for my on my son? <laughs> uh, my legacy, my project. Right. Pride um, and joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, That's a cool kid, man. That's a to, cool to, to stay endlessly curious. That I, I feel like something really something terrible <laughs> happened between kindergarten and 12th grade something goes wrong because you start off at kindergarten and you're like what is wind what's the color blue why is the sky blue what's an earth and they, they get laughed off when like what are you asking that's dumb that's dumb or don't ask silly questions like that mm-hmm. those are not silly questions what is wind you know right. what is blue what are colors those are amazing wonderful questions and then at 12th grade we get we get these questions like, can you see if my work is correct? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, like, how do I do this equation? What happened to the curiosity of what happened? What, why, why is grass green? Why, what, what, what do flowers eat? Those, those are real scientific questions, but something happens between kindergarten and 12th grade and imaginations die. So the mm-hmm. one thing I can impart on my son is to remain curious, continue questioning, continue asking why, figure it out, because there's an answer. And sometimes the answer is, I don't know. And that's even better. That's, that's great, because that's all on display with you, for sure, um, those, those strong qualities. So he's got a great teacher uh, in that. Um, and the cool thing is, you know, he's got, he can attach love to it, too. Cause y'all cat love yes. that boy. Cat loves oh, that boy. It's always funny when he makes a little <laughs> appearance on IG uh, every now and again. But um, he can he can come to you for for those yeah. for those things for that he's not going to be you know slapped away or sh- or pushed away or or any of that. I set a um, school on fire. <laughs> she's going to do it, y'all. Like y'all heard, she can <laughs> bl- she knows how to blow up sugar or whatever it is you said it was. Uh, at the top of the hour there. Um, be endlessly curious. Y'all heard it here first, y'all. 
cats that be endlessly curious. Um, she has passed that on to, to her son, who's going to be endlessly curious and solve uh, world problems, whatever problems the world, you know, uh, is going to throw his way, you know, because um, as my dad likes to say, the next generation, uh, if we can get deep for a second, next generation, mm -hmm. new, new, and my young nephew, you know, and my niece, yeah. they got to solve problems, yeah. you know, for tomorrow, for stuff like we studying for today and trying to project mm. out into tomorrow but if you do if we do what you say yeah. and keep that imagination you know it sounds like a cliche but it's not because that thing does yeah. happen between what did you say first grade yeah. and graduation where you know you're not curious anymore your imagination something is like happened. dull you're jaded i don't know something happens but they they got to solve yeah, problems. boring answers boring and yeah and they got they got to solve question uh problems for the future that you and I yeah. not even qualified. But if you but if you stay, yeah. if you if you have your support system, if you stay curious and got that imagination, uh, you can solve anything. So yeah. Guys, this has been great. Um again, you can follow Kat on Instagram at what again? Kat Mia Watkins. Okay, I'm gonna put that like guys, I'm already friends with her, so I don't I don't know what it is anymore because I just DM her and, and we're good as though. But um, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna put that in in the blog for you guys. So you can follow her her journey of STEM. Just see what music she's listening to, what weird <laughs> questions she's she's asking, what problems she and Bay are solving, whatever. Um, because she's a, a really sweet and um energetic soul, and I think you guys would would love to Thank to you. hang out with her online. This has been Thank has you. been fun. And uh, yeah. until next time, you guys, this is Josiah with Josiah's voice. I'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, Joe. It was You're I'm so honored. Honestly, I can't wait. You're welcome. You're yeah. awesome. First of all, actually, before you go, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And it's just, it's, it's great. I feel like it's going to, if it hasn't already, I do feel like, because you are such a natural conversationalist. It's so easy to talk. It, stop, it stops feeling like a podcast and starts feeling more like we're literally having coffee. So because of that, I think your listeners are just going to, you're going to have this group of listeners that just come for that genuine, natural conversation. And I just really can't wait to see how this grows. So thank you. Thank you for you. Man, that, that really means a lot. I, that's a magical quality. I, I don't want it to feel overproduced or, or fake or, yeah. you know, stumbling or any, I mean, it's okay to make a few mistakes here and there, but I really wanted it to, to feel yeah. natural. So I'm glad it did. Um, it does. That means, that mm -hmm. means a lot. Thank you so much. So you guys have a wonderful night and uh, I'll see you on the gram. <laughs> see ya.